Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And for the first time in two weeks, that statement is actually true. (laughs) It is Casper and Chris. Chris Mm -hmm. Walton, uh, back. How you feeling? Hey, better than uh, I was. I I liked your, uh, when I asked, I'm feeling I'm not dead. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Felt close to it a few times. Um, So you're feeling good? Everything back to normal? Yeah, I had, uh, I I actually had pneumonia, which is is fun. Just, you know, the spelling is fun. Tell people like, is is that B as in Barker? No, it's P as in pneumonia. P as in pneumonia. And and psychology. There you go. Well, good to have you back. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Good to be here. Good to be anywhere. Our listeners, uh, especially the uh, Rick. Rick Worthington haters are glad to have you back also. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the fact that he was available for, yes, for um, two weeks. Yeah, he, he, he was a huge thank you to uh, Rick Worthington uh, or Rick, because, number one, yes, he fills in, but he has two other jobs that he's doing uh-huh. in addition to this. Yeah, so. and he doesn't stop doing those. He no. just fills in and does those jobs too. Yeah, so he has to come in extra, extra early. And on Fridays, even though the payoff is good, because we have our hometown breakfasts, he had to fill in for you in the hometown breakfast, which makes it even extra early because he has to come here and then head whatever location. So, of course, Rick the punishment Worthington, is not too bad if you can get like no. an omelet and some bacon or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And we were at uh, Fast Eddie's last week, so mm. we had the breakfast burritos. Nice. Um, and he got first chance to uh, be one of the first people to uh, purchase the Idaho raffle lottery tickets which are on sale they went on sale on friday those are the ones that are supposed to have uh, better odds than other lottery games mm-hmm. and they're just okay. and they always sell out and yeah. fast eddies is trying to they've they've all finished number three in sales speaking for the last of, two years speaking the, of lottery did you see powerball i have not it's, seen it's it. over 600 million dollars so still no winner in that one right huh? so okay now we're still uh thanks for reminding me i gotta make another stop and buy another oddly enough i didn't keep track of that much the last two weeks but i did keep track of powerball <laughs> uh so coming up by the way this week another hometown breakfast coming your way biscuit and hogs ah. headed back to biscuit and hogs <laughs> For some of my... Uh, some might say, my wife, for instance, that I got back just in time. Just in time. Um, some of my uh, favorite eggs benedicts here in the Treasure Valley comes mm-hmm. from Biscuit and Hog, so I already know what I'm ordering this weekend. She loves their, their uh, hog-style potatoes. What is it? What is hog? I can't remember. It's been a uh, while since I've been. It's so. potatoes with just a whole bunch of delicious oh, stuff. A bunch of pigs. And mixed in. There's bacon pork, and all sorts products. of stuff. Yeah, all right. Exactly. That's where we're headed coming up this Friday morning. You'll be able to join us once again for the Hometown Breakfast, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Uh, so make your plans right now. Fantastic food. Uh, if you want to start your day with mimosas, they also have a variety of different Bloody Marys that you can partake in. We, we can't because we'll be working, but once we're done working, I guess we can <laughs> they, uh, partake they, in that. They still have that one they serve in a paint can or something. Oh, yeah, they? yeah. Yeah, they have the uh, paint can Bloody Mary. It, it's usually to share. Uh, I don't. You, I guess there's no rules that Shut you up. have to. That's, that's from our commercial. <laughs> um, uh, the last time I was there, by the way, I, I had one of their virgin Bloody Marys because they're... Really? Bloody what's, Mary, what's the point in that? Uh, there's Because it's so good tasting. Oh. Yeah. It, the, the Bloody Mary mix is so good that I just had a virgin and I'm not allowed to, you know, drink by uh, rules. Yeah. I don't know if they're rules or if they're... You like the Ten Commandments, just suggestions. 
<laughs> the Ten Commandments are just suggestions. Yeah, they're just suggestions. Yeah, hence, so. the word, hence the word commandment. <laughs> exactly. Also on the uh, way today, man, we have so much stuff going on uh, this morning with your return. Um, we have the $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel that we'll be giving away during Bronco Monday. Bob Beeler will be with us. Rick Worthington chose the play of the game from Saturday night. Big win at Air Force. And if you listen in after the game and you know the play of the game, probably not going to be able to guess this one, I'm going to say. You're going to have mm. to have, have heard this one to get it. But coming up between 8.30 and 9 o'clock, we'll have a chance for you to get that $50 lock, stock, and barrel gift certificate if you sure. know the play of the game. I wonder if it was an offensive play in the second half. No, probably not. Uh, might have been. Might have been. You never know. Never know. Uh, also, uh, we have uh, Boise State. Man, it seems like forever that they have been home. It actually has been three weeks. First game in three weeks, Boise State back on the blue this coming Saturday afternoon. Yes, it's another afternoon game, late afternoon. We'll call it afternoon into the evening. Boise State will take on Colorado State this week. The first place Broncos. We've got tickets for you all this week to win your first chance coming up this morning. I'd be listening later in the show if you uh, would like to text to win those tickets. Okay. It's easy to uh, do, too. All you have to do is text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700 only when you hear the call. Mm-hmm. The cue to text. Don't text right now. You will not be considered for the grand prize yeah. drawing. Un- unlike the general election, early voting does not count here. Speaking of early voting, early voting begins today in Ada and Canyon County. This morning at 8 o'clock, if you want to vote early, here's your chance to do it. Canyon County, early voting will be held at one location and one location only. You can visit uh, the election office at 1102 East Chicago Street in Caldwell, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you want, and they are encouraging you in Canyon County to vote absentee because they are afraid of the huge lines like they had in the primary, which more uh, more people will vote in the general election, and there are also more pages in the general election than there were in the primary. Um, You can vote absentee ballot. Registered voters can request an absentee ballot by completing a request and submitting it to the elections office before 5 p.m. October 28th. I have a friend who says it's easy for him to vote because he votes straight Republican ticket. Mm-hmm. And then uh, any of the questions that require a yes or no answer, he just always answers no. <laughs> Even if he likes it, he just said no. Nah, yeah. gonna... No. Ada County, multiple early lo- uh, voting locations. Voters can visit ahead of the election. Early voting locations will be open. Same in a- Ada County, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. starting Today, anyone who is not registered, by the way, can register and vote at any one of the locations by bringing a photo ID and proof of residence. There you go. If you have any information um, that you need or you want to know where you are going, uh, if you'd like to vote early beginning today, you can uh, check that out at voteidaho.gov. Uh, Ada County will also have a mobile voting center traveling to various locations around the valley starting today, too. So we are two weeks away from tomorrow. Right, fifteen Two weeks days. away from tomorrow is uh, when voting until gets de- decision twenty-two. Yep. Uh, other things to give away this morning. Stick around. We've got a fifty-dollar gift certificate to the original Sunrise Cafe. That's for our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Plus, we will have tickets to the Chancellor's Halloween Ball coming up. All that and more coming your way today here on News Talk KBOI. It is six fourteen. Lots and lots of sports over the weekend. More than just the Boise State win.
And we'll get to all of that this morning with Wick Worthington. Right now, it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Bedali, the place to go for lunch and dinner every single day, Monday through Friday. Two locations for you to choose from. Actually, it's Monday through Saturday. They open up at 1030. Get in today in East Boise, just off Gallon, or in Meridian, off Wells Avenue. Good morning. I think one thing is clear. The Seattle Seahawks got the best of that trade that sent Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. L.A. looks like they want to rush four, and they do. Geno has time. Steps up. He's going to let it fly. Down the near side. It's caught. Goodwin. Touchdown, Seahawks. What a beautiful throw by Geno. Over top of the defensive back, J.C. Jackson, who stays down on the ground from 23 out. Geno Smith with that touchdown pass continues to look impressive as the Seahawks were taking on the Chargers yesterday afternoon, but it would be the running game that helped get it done. First and 10, toss to Walker, goes right side, has a little running room, Parkinson out front, here comes up the sideline, he's on the run, 40, down to the 30, they're going to catch him, I don't think so, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Seahawks, 74 yards, the Seahawks get the ball on downs, they toss it to Ken Walker the third. He gets fired out of a Gatlin gun, and he is gone. And that was the touchdown run that sealed the deal. The Seahawks beat the Chargers 37-16, to a game that you heard right here on News Talk KBOI. Now, Geno Smith, while he has been impressive, Russell Wilson has not. In fact, the Denver Broncos' new quarterback, Russell Wilson, didn't even play yesterday. It was former Boise State quarterback Brett Rippon that got the start against the Jets. Didn't go so well for Brett, though, yesterday. The New York Jets went on to a 16-9 victory over the Denver Broncos. I'm Rick Worthington. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Philadelphia has the firepower. Houston Astros uh, have been pretty much the best team all year. Swept you know, the Seattle be... Mariners, swept the New York Yankees. I'm not sure if, if if this is true or not. I'll have to look it up. But the uh, the Phillies may be the first team ever to finish third in their division and make the World <laughs> Series. It's a great story. I love it. And I, I thought San Diego would uh, be the team in the World Series, but no. Uh, ended up Philadelphia Phillies beat San Diego last night. Um, Houston Astros swept the Yankees. Yeah. Um, they they unfortunately look really good because I hate the Astros. <laughs> you, uh, although you I will about say... 40 million other people. Uh, the Mariners probably gave uh, the uh, Astros a tougher time than the uh, Yankees did, even though both were a sweep. Mariners should have won that first game, mm-hmm. and then the third game was a 18-inning marathon, 0-0 tie. So anyway, it sets. Uh, the World Series will get underway coming up this Friday.
yeehaw, lots more sports going on. So this is the best time of the year for sports. You got all those major sports mm-hmm. going on. Hockey, you have NBA, which has yep. started. You football. have football, college, and, and getting the into the series. meat of the season. And then the World Series is going to be going on into the first part of uh, November. So um, interesting how the weather turned cold all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think. See, Philadelphia is outside. Both, both Houston, Houston Astros can uh, close their... They're building up, but mm-hmm. uh, Philadelphia will be outside. So we could see some cold games. Relatively warm in Houston anyway. Yeah. So we could see some cold games. Mm-hmm. Stick around. Still on the way for you this morning. Uh, we'll look ahead. Dow Futures are up 157 points as of right now. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates. Maybe he's been out sick also. Were you guys hanging out together? Hmm. No. Oh, he's been out sick uh, for the last few days. We'll find out if he is back this morning. We'll uh, find out. What is going to be going on this week as we look ahead uh, and, and find out whether or not we're going to see another up week or a down week or if it's going to go up, down, up, down, possibly within this hour. Um, we've seen a lot of that in the last couple of weeks while you were gone. Uh, so that's coming up here this morning. Don't forget, we still have that lock, stock, and barrel gift certificate we're giving away for the play of the day, uh, play of the game. Uh, Rick Worthington gave it to you Saturday night. That's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour and your chance to get Boise State tickets Colorado State, Boise State, this coming Saturday night, first time in three weeks that they're on the blue. You can win your tickets by texting to win when you hear that cue to text. Listen in the uh, final, oh, I'd say the final hour and a half or so today, and you'll hear that. Get a chance to win here on News Talk KBOI. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 6.34, he is Chris Walton. Yes, he's actually Chris Walton, not somebody playing Chris Walton or filling in for Chris Walton. Chris Walton is uh, back. In the flesh. In the flesh. But he's, wearing clothes. He is uh, taking care of his pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're feeling better today, right? Yeah. I think I, I still sound a little funny, but uh, you know, I, I always sound a little funny. Yeah. yeah. It's that sense of humor. Somebody wrote in, welcome back, Chris. I've missed you. Your vast knowledge and unique sense of humor. See? They think, they think you sound funny, too. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, don't forget, uh, we've got uh, a lot more football action. For the first time in three weeks, Boise State will uh, return to take on Colorado State coming up this week. It's going to be going on on Saturday evening. Bronco football back on the blue. And, of course, things get underway coming up Saturday af- afternoon. Once again, uh, Rick Worthington, Richie Brocco at noon. We'll get your football action underway. Uh, that's Bronco game day. Um, once again, going to be happening. Bob Beeler, Pete Cavender at Bronco pregame at 4 o'clock, followed by all the action as Boise State takes on Colorado State beginning at 5 this, this coming Saturday afternoon. You can stick around after the game for the Bronco game night with Prater in the ball game on your home for Boise State football. Uh, News Talk KBOI. Keep in mind, a uh, very good reason also to stick around after the game. A lot of people just pack up. If you're headed home from the game, this is also a great time to be listening in as you head home from the game, because uh, in the postgame, Rick Worthington picks the play of the game. Why is that important? Because on Monday morning, just like this morning, we will give you a chance to win a $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel if you know the play of the game. So if you listen in Saturday night after the game, you know exactly what that is. Stick around during Bronco Monday, when Bob Beeler is with us, between 8.30 and 9 o'clock, we will give you a chance to win that Lock, Stock, and Barrel gift certificate. $50, by the way, um, in case it's been a while, or maybe you've never been to Lock, Stock, and Barrel, on Sunday nights, 
you get prime rib dinner for two for 50 bucks. And, and it's fabulous prime rib. And you once what, again, you know what I like about Lockstock and Barrel? I ate there 40 years ago, and it still reminds me of that. It's, you know, you get the salad bar and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's still good. It hasn't, yeah, it, it, it hasn't changed. It's consistently good every time you go. So once again, we got that coming up for you this morning. You want to lock in your speed dial, 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon Fire Wireless. You can go ahead and do that and get set to win. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, it is uh, freezing outside. Mm-hmm. 30 degrees in downtown Boise. So uh, for those of you who didn't cover up your pumpkins or uh, whatever you were hoping not to is that freeze. A euphemism? Um, could be. Okay. Um, you, you probably missed out on your chance to do that because, like I said, it is uh, below freezing for most of the uh, Treasure Valley. There's also been snow in the mountains over the weekend. Uh, I saw Eastern Idaho had a winter storm advisory already going on. I bring this up because uh, Bogus Basin hosting uh, a job fair coming up. Uh, and once again, they are looking for people, a range of positions. Mm-hmm. For you, uh, you want to work in the rental shop. You want to work as a uh, snowboard instructor. And, and kind of the more it snows, the more money you make if there, you work up there. There you go. And not only that, but for those people who think that, you know, it's kind of expensive to do skiing or snowboarding, which it kind of is when you're not paying a, for those lift tickets not or season if you work tickets. There, though. That's right. If you work there, um, you get free lift tickets too. Um, those interested in applying, bogusbasin.org. You also get uh, more information through there if you would like to uh, apply to do some bogus basin bogus mm-hmm. basin work. And they're looking for full time and part time workers. So if you want to uh, do it and you are you know a full time worker, maybe you just want to work weekends, they have uh, those job opening job openings for you. Also, phone lines here are open at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless uh, coming up. Uh, there have been some arrests made in the story we talked about on uh, Friday. Teens throughout downtown and also out by the mall, apparently, have been uh, attacking people. But they got them, huh? Well, they got a couple of them. There's a, a lot more, apparently, that arrests have not been made, but uh, apparently there have been four arrests. We'll talk a little bit more about that and get your thoughts. This has been going on for about a month, so it's not just a limited one attack. Yeah type of thing uh it's been happening at various locations in downtown it's been happening uh happening out by the uh, boise oh, yeah. town square mall i think they could put them away for quite some time and not really hurt my feelings mm, mine either uh the fact and we talked about this friday that this is going on and nothing has happened to these kids yet when i say nothing uh i don't mean you know police intervening i'm talking about people who have uh lawfully and legally carried their guns their entire life <laughs> they've lucked out and not actually hit somebody that not, not actually chosen, has a concealed carry permit n- not chosen somebody who was slightly deadly Mm-hmm. yeah uh, i think that they have been lucky because this is one of those things where play stupid games win stupid prizes we'll talk more about that coming up here for you give it the latest details right now time for a check on sports brought to you by fat guys fresh jelly in meridian and in east boise remember they've got uh, over 30 sandwiches to choose from every single sandwich they have on their menu at fatguysfreshdeli.com can be turned into a wrap or a salad check it out today fatguysfreshdeli.com good morning a good weekend for sports fans here in the treasure valley 
Boise State remains unbeaten in the Mountain West with their third straight victory. Bob Beeler with more. The Broncos beat Air Force 19-14, limiting the Falcons to just 175 yards rushing when they came into the game averaging a nation's best 360. Zeke Noah shared the team lead in tackles with seven, and he talked about the success in stopping the Falcons' run. We know uh, what Air Force loves to do. You know, they run the ball. And first on defense, one of the standards we have is stopping the run. We really take pride in that. Um, so up the front seven, not only the front seven, but the whole defense, we always talk about the safeties and the corners also in the fits too sometimes as far as the run fits for us to be able to you know stop the run today it was great the broncos were limited offensively with running back george helani out for the whole game and ashton genty gone for the second half up next colorado state at home on saturday bob beeler news talk kboi just so you know that game will kick off at 5 p.m on saturday that means bronco game day will get started at noon and the weather for saturday you ask Well, we don't have any rain in the forecast, but it is going to be cold with temperatures on Saturday night dropping all the way down to 39. I'm Rick Worthington. Great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Totally unprovoked, Boise police investigate reports of teens attacking people downtown. Boise police are investigating at least three incidents involving juvenile suspects attacking people downtown at night. On October 14, shortly after 11 p.m., police responded to a reported battery near 8th and Front Streets, according to Boise Police Department spokesperson Haley Kramer. A group of about 15 teenagers had targeted a group of four adults. That was the uh, story. We talked about that on uh, Friday. Boise police uh, investigating several complaints about teens physically attacking people in the uh, downtown area. In least uh, one instance, just south of the Boise Town Square Mall. Boise Police Department uh, said that there are six to ten reports from the past month. Six to ten separate reports that may involve a similar group of teen suspects. Four juveniles are currently facing charges, so they have finally made some arrests. One suspect was arrested uh, last Tuesday, apparently, after an incident in a parking garage near Capitol Boulevard and Myrtle Street. The victim in that case was an adult man that was attacked. Boise Police Department said three other juveniles were arrested Wednesday, October 19th, after a fight with other juveniles near Franklin Road, uh, north of Milwaukee. Juveniles are suspected of battery because of their ages. Their names are not being released. Mm, too bad. Yeah, exactly. Juveniles are suspected, uh, like I said, because of battery. School resource officers and detectives with the Boise Police Department Violent Crime Unit continue to investigate. Other charges are possible. There have been reports about a group of what appeared to be up to 14 or 15 teenagers acting aggressively, physically attacking at least four people the night of Friday, October 14th, near the Grove Plaza. No, I just wouldn't feel so bad if they went away and never came back. Once again, Boise, Idaho, uh, Idaho in general, I don't think, is the place you want to be necessarily doing this. Considering uh, Idaho, one of the top states, people are carrying weapons. Yeah. I think they've been lucky so far. I really do. Those uh, the guys that have been committing the assaults because yeah. because they haven't been shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I I totally believe that they are 
very lucky so far that they haven't run into uh, anybody that I usually don't might advise them damage. I usually don't advise people, you know, to carry if they're in the downtown area, but I might start because it seems to be kind of necessary if you're going to get attacked by a whole group of teenagers, you might as well you know take a few of them with you. Yeah. Um, anyone with information is asked to contact Ada County Dispatch. So if you know anything at all, 208-377-6790. Let's put an end to this idiocracy. Yeah, no kidding. As much as, and as quick as we can. Um, got a, uh, email in Mike at KBY.com. No name on this one says, well, here's a great reason to have a high capacity magazine in your uh, firearms. Seven rounds is not enough for 15 thugs. You guys have asked why you need high capacity magazines. This is a perfect you know, example. It, it occurs to me though, that if you shot seven of seven of them, the other eight would probably run away if they were smart. But then again, if they were smart, they probably wouldn't be involved in this in the first place. Now, would they? <laughs> You're- you're not wrong. I'm arguing in, in circles. Yeah. If they were smart in the first place, they wouldn't be doing this. So, you know, maybe this would smarten them up. I don't know. Doug wrote and says, welcome back, Chris. See, prayers do work. Good to hear you again. Well, oh, I appreciate, that's, thank that's you for nice. praying. I appreciate that. Yeah, he was praying for you. And that was very nice. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to uh, get in, take part. Um, Brian writes in, hey, Mike, this is Brian from Emmett, listening to your show, and I heard a caller last week say he'd never vote Democrat. I agree, but for different reasons. I lived up in Seattle for a year and just moved back to Boise. Lots of good people up there, but the media pushes progressivism, communism, like a wonderful Christmas gift for everybody. In spite of the increased crime, homelessness, and substance abuse, they keep trying to convince the people that everything is beautiful and that the post-apocalyptic dystopia is in Idaho and not in Washington State. It depends on your point of view. I don't think it's the media turning people into uh, liberals in Seattle. I think they just are. Mm-hmm. The media kind of follows suit. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I, I think... If the media could really influence people as much as, as uh, they're supposed to be able to, then people would be doing what you and I say. And, and how many are? <laughs> I don't know. Not even people in our own houses do what we say. We, we told people to listen in this morning for their chance to uh, win Boise State tickets. Yeah, but we only told people who were already listening. Well, that's true. Um, so it will be up to you to tell other people who are not listening to make sure the listening in uh, pays off for them because we will give away of tickets all this week a couple times a day every single day this is by the way a text to win contest mm-hmm. not a call in to win um your text to win chance will be coming up sometime nine o'clock 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless um I would agree with this. This text message in says um, they need to put their pictures on a jumbotron like they do in England. Yeah, there we go. They won't even they won't even announce who their names are for crying out loud. They're not going to put them on a jumbotron. But I agree with you. Uh, Kenny writes in um, at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. This is the reason why that I carry all the time. There you go. And I I get it, Kenny. I totally get it. 
the the fact that these guys haven't run into somebody like you, mm-hmm. um, because this is not just one attack. I mean, we we've those got reports gonna, of many attacks. Those guys are going to run into somebody wearing a T-shirt that says "Attack me, I dare you." Yeah. Um, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break now for uh, sports. Coming up, we'll uh, find out what's going on with uh, finances and your finances. Nick Daniels uh, still back. So Chris is back. However, Jeremiah Bates is still out sick today. You guys got to quit hanging out together. That'll be coming up here. (laughs) That's what he said, too. (laughs) About seven or eight minutes right now. Another check on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for lunch every day. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Get in for some delicious soups and a fat sandwich. Never trust a skinny sandwich. That's why you go to Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Sunday was a great day for NFL football, but it was also a big day for postseason baseball. And the World Series is now set. First, it was the Phillies that got to celebrate. Suarez kicks. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball. Popped up. Shadow right. Segura going out. Castellanos coming on. Castellanos has it. And the Phillies have the National League Championship. They have beaten the Padres 4-3, and they celebrate on their home turf. The Phillies are the 2022 NL champs. So it's Philadelphia headed to the World Series for the National League. The American League champs have also been named. The 1-2 pitch and a swing and a ground ball back to the mound. Presley has it. He feeds Gurriel at the bag. And the Houston Astros are heading to the World Series for the fourth time in the last six seasons. The celebration is on on the infield as a dejected Aaron Judge makes his way down the steps into the Yankee dugout. The Astros are celebrating. They are a perfect 7-0 in the postseason this year, and they have won the American League pennant, Eddie, for the fourth time in six seasons. With that, it'll be the Phillies and Astros in the World Series. Game one of the series will be on Thursday in Houston. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates still uh, out sick. Nick Daniels filling in once again this morning. It's 722 and uh, Dow Futures up uh, 185 points as of right now. Uh, however, today I want to talk about uh, the earning season and uh, just how important it is or might be to uh, our listeners this morning. Yeah, so earning season, it's always something uh, It's always something to talk about. And here's the thing that that that... Obviously, this is the world that I operate in, but this is what makes me laugh about earnings season is, is that companies have the ability to sort of sneakily release what their projections are going to be, and analysts have the ability to change their projections as well. So if they're reading the tea leaves and it looks like earnings aren't going to be as good, analysts can revise their earning expectations down, and then when the company reports, and it comes in where the analysts revise down. Oh, things look great, you know? So, so you got to read between the tea leaves on earnings season. But here's what I find the most interesting, right? This week, I would expect some volatility because we've got major, like, mega cap companies that are going to be reporting their earnings. Companies like Alphabet, Microsoft, Meta, which everyone knows is Facebook, Amazon. So some of the largest companies are going to report earnings this week. 
So you could expect that to be uh, to create some volatility. And regarding volatility, you might read articles that say, oh, you know, um, investors are are punishing the companies more than ever for missing the beat. But if you if you step back, perspective is everything. Yeah, there's been a lot of volatility in 2022 as far as quarterly earnings reports and how that has affected the the value of a company's stock, whether they hit expectations or failed to meet expectations. But actually, the volatility is right on track with what we saw back in 2019 and 2018. Remember life before COVID? Mm-hmm. We're actually <laughs> we're actually starting to see behavior within the markets, earnings expectations, all of that sort of thing. We're actually starting to see what it was like pre-pandemic, which means we're kind of getting back to the normal market flow. Obviously, being down overall this year is not fun, but we're we're actually kind of getting back to normal, and that's a good thing. And so I think we don't need to really worry too much about if a company failed to meet expectations or, or exceeded expectations because some of that is massaged. I think the general theme is, Pay attention to it, but not too much. Continue to stay invested for the long-term secure plan. You mentioned Alphabet and, and Meta and uh, Amazon. Who else is going to be uh, reporting this week that's important? Um, you know, just kind of all those other tech companies that you would want to pay attention to, basically. Uh, most of the social media companies, well, not most, but a lot of social media companies reported last week, like Snapchat. We saw how that affected Things You know, Snapchat, they ended up down, I think, about 28% the day after they reported earnings. And you just see how investors are – tech was the tech was the sector that got most overweighted coming out of the pandemic, and price-to-earnings ratios got most skewed out of alignment. And so you're going to see, as tech companies in general continue to report, those are the ones that are actually coming back into proper alignment – as far as uh, price-to-earnings ratios and things like that with these reports. All right. Jer- uh, Jeremiah, uh, going to be back. Have you heard from him? Do we know if he's back this uh, week? I have heard from him. He is getting better. He does have a voice. It's not super strong yet, <laughs> but fingers crossed All right. that he will be back to normal duties tomorrow. Well, we appreciate you filling in. Nick Daniels, uh, once again, uh, looks like we're going to be opening across the board uh, to the good side as the stock market uh, opens up here in about five minutes. Thanks again, and uh, hopefully nothing against you. We don't talk to you anymore this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense taken. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Don't forget, Boise State's back at home on Blue coming up this Saturday. First time in three weeks. And it's been a long time since we've uh, got to see a game here. Um, The last uh, two games were sellouts. Will this be another sellout? I'm thinking where Boise State is the only undefeated Mountain West team as of right now. That, uh, yeah, this could possibly be a sellout. Colorado State had a uh, big win this weekend, so they're coming up off, uh, off a win. Boise State, a huge win against Air Force because Air Force uh, just gives Boise State trouble, and they gave tr- trouble to this past game. Yeah. Uh, although Boise State uh, did pull out the uh, win. Fantastic it's, defense it, again. It seemed like kind of a dominating performance, and then you look at the final score, and they won by five. It was a dominating first half, let's mm-hmm. put it that way, which is kind of different because... In the past couple of games, it's been a dominating second half that has uh, taken taken them to victory. Uh, but the defense was just amazing. S- Scott Matlock, good there, player. There is a guy. I mean, you, you saw him towards the end of the game. He could barely walk. He was so exhausted, and yet every play 
was giving his his all. We're going to miss him so much next year uh, because this is his final year. But man, he is having ha- having just an absolutely great season. Anyway, the game happens this Friday or Saturday afternoon, five o'clock. Uh, once again, Bronco football back on the blue. Uh, you can start your afternoon with uh, game day. Rich uh, Rick Worthington and Richie Brockle at noon. Bob Beeler, Pete Cavender of Bronco pregame at four, followed by all the action as Boise State takes on Colorado State. Now, keep in mind, you can also be there. We'll have a chance for you to win your tickets coming up sometime this morning. Might want to listen in the 9 o'clock hour. Be ready to text to win. All you have to do is text the word Broncos when you hear that cue to text. Broncos, 208-336-3700. That's all you have to do. Don't text now, only after you hear the cue to call, and then we'll uh, pick a grand prize winner from everybody who texts in during that time to get your free tickets to Saturday's game. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 742. Scott writes in this morning in uh, talking about those random attacks by teenage groups across uh, Boise. I don't think you'd have to actually shoot any of these teens. I think one warning shot would make them scatter. (laughs) If not, then cleaning again, out the gene pool would be totally justified. Okay, I like that part. But 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 again, I mean, you know, I keep thinking, well, if they're smart, they'll run away if they hurt, you know. They're not smart. That's they're, why they're yeah, doing this stuff exactly. in the first place. They're, they're idiot. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, KTVB over the weekend uh, did have uh, a report on some more of the information. Uh, apparently, some of the people, you know, it, it's not just attacks. We had not heard yet about how seriously injured some of these people were. Take a listen. Boise police confirmed in these three reports that teens attacked adult victims and the group attacked Sean Doyle and his friends near the corner of Front Street and 8th. It was October 14th at around 11.30 at night. So that was last Friday. Doyle says him and his friends were out downtown after Steelhead's game. They were making their way back to their car. Doyle says a group of 15 teens started yelling at him and his friends. They tried to ignore them, but that turned out not really to be an option because Doyle says they sucker punched his friend and continued to attack them. Now, Doyle doesn't want to show his face because he doesn't want the group to recognize him in the future. My friend lost two teeth on the scene, and then uh, he suffered a broken jaw. And what they found in the x-rays was a, um, a sh- his jaw shattered, so they ended up having to pull out a couple more of his teeth. Um, and so his jaw is going to be wired shut for six to eight weeks uh, while he heals up. Among the other two attacks we know of downtown, police say a group of teens attacked an adult man in a parking garage. This was on October 2nd. One of the teens had a gun, but police has determined that was not a real gun, just sort of a scare tactic. The other attack happened on October 17th, where teens fought another group of people. This was on the corner of Maine and 8th. Victims in this instance elected not to press charges, but Doyle says this is a problem we should not be taking lightly. What has happened to our beloved Boise? Well, we have, we just have, because we're growing. No, we just have fifteen problems, and they're all teenagers, and for some reason seem to know each other. Well, we don't know that they know each other. I mean, it's different groups. I would I would hope that they know each other because maybe then the four that have been arrested, maybe turn over on the other fifteen or <clears> so that are also attacking yeah. other individuals. Nark nark, who's there? Exactly. 
pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Time for another check. One final time, what's going on uh, with sports this morning with Rick Worthington? It is brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Get in today for a delicious lunch or dinner. They open up at 1030 every day, Monday through Saturday. Everything made from scratch. Get in today for that sandwich. Never trust a skinny sandwich. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. Another big victory for the Broncos on Saturday night. Boise State's defense came through holding Air Force to just 175 yards rushing in a 19-14 victory. Bob Beeler with more. The Broncos raced out to a 16-0 lead and turned it over to the defense. Zeke Noah, Scott Matlock, George Tarlis, and DJ Schramm all shared the team lead with tackles with seven. And Noah made the deflection on Air Force's final fourth down play. Situation that they were in, the fourth and long, we, we knew... Uh, we knew on the defensive side they didn't have a lot of uh, plays to go and fourth and long, so we were ready for the pass. For us backers at that time, we knew we had a drop, and good things happen when we in, when we in our dropping lanes. Offensively, Taylor Green completed 16 of 24 passes for a career-high 207 yards. Up next with the Broncos, a home game with Colorado State Saturday. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Saturday's game will kick off at 5 p.m., by the way. We'll go to air with Bronco game day starting at noon. The weather forecast for Saturday does look like it's going to be clear, but also cold. Temperatures Saturday night could be in the mid to upper 30s. I'm Rick Worthington. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being a part of the show. Remember, you can uh, even be more of a part of the show by participating. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Dow is uh, up over 350 points. Standard & Poor is up. NASDAQ uh, about flat, but uh, stock market looking uh, pretty good. 414 points to the good. Not uh, When I said over 350 points, it's now up 414 Oops. points. Just been every, open for 20 Every little bit helps. So. Yeah. Um, text message in. 10 minutes before 6 this morning, I saw a huge meteor off to the west this morning. Um, for those of you who want to look up right now, as a matter of fact, for the next week to 10 days, the Oranid meteor showers are going on. So um, one of the bigger meteor shower shows that we have during the year. Um, these are the uh, remnants of Halley's Comet when we fly through that path and that's what you get to see you can see not only meteors but fireballs from the oranids but uh, if you want to check those out yes look at night if the best way to see them of course is to get away from the lights mm-hmm. of the city if you live out in the country you have a good chance to see them uh sometimes between 10 to 40 per hour can be seen in the uh, nighttime sky not so bad. yeah you lucked out this morning uh let's see john wrote in to say listening from seattle living close to I'd say the vast majority are actually conservative, but identify as Democrat. If you run them through to are you a liberal or conservative questions, they almost always end up on the conservative side and get really quiet, especially now that all the defund the police narratives have backfired. Our politics ebb and flow, and the true um, idiot governor we have cracks me up with his hypocrisy and uh, goes uh, and he goes really silent as of late. That's in Washington State. We uh, coming up. We'll get to this after the top of the hour. Uh, we did want to talk about this because one of the um, city council members who were in favor of defunding the city to police department 
um, now is asking for the police department to post two guards outside of her home every night from 5 p.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning because uh, of the dangerous poop that is being dropped on her front front lawn. Mm. And she's wondering why the police don't investigate this further. The fact that there's 500 less police officers, you know, due to defunding the police in Seattle might have something to do with it. The fact also that it's not really dangerous. Not, not real sure. Even with 500 more, they'd come out. Yeah. Uh, if people are putting poop on your, your front porch, we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, coming up after the top of the hour. Um, but there's an example of uh, the person who lives in Seattle riding. Uh, need more room to text, wrote in. Says, your, your station has become frustrating part of the good old boys rhino network known as Uniparty. Funny how Brad Little can do the Biden basement campaign and you say nothing. No debate and not held accountable. His DUI, not even mentioned. Your previous, inf- you previously, uh, Governor Little. The governor didn't have a DUI. Yeah. There's a guy named Brad Little who lives in Coeur d'Alene who had a DUI. It's not the governor. It is not the governor. That's that's why we didn't report on it. Now, if you were, you know, had more room to text, you know, I might text you back if you would have texted and wrote in some of the stupid things that you had said, talked about, said uh, you previously informed the public. Now you don't even uh, name, let alone bring on candidates anymore. Really? Last week, we had Raul Labrador and Tom Arkush were both running for the attorney general. Every couple of weeks, we've talked with Congressman Russ Fulcher. He was on with Nate Shellman last week. Governor Little has been on numerous times this year. Ammon Bundy has been on with us. Scott Bedke was on with us a few weeks ago. Ada County Clerk Phil McGrain was on with Nate Shellman a couple of weeks ago. Canyon County Clerk Chris Yamamoto was on with us on the morning show 10 days ago. What the hell are you talking about? You have no deep discussion of important events, just sports ad nauseum. You have your World Energy Forum talking points every day. Today's topic, vote early. It's a good way to cheat. The list goes on and on. I think we'd probably have a better show if we didn't have to read your letter. (laughs) I just want to know what he was listening to, because everything he said was wrong. He didn't get one thing right in the whole whole evening. He was probably listening to the same thing he was smelling. (laughs) I've heard I've heard a couple of rumors once again um, stating why aren't you guys talking about Brad Little's DUI? Because Brad Little did not get a DUI. That's why we don't talk about yeah, it. Somebody named Brad Little got a DUI, but it was not Governor Brad Little. Thank you. Uh, apparently, for you, um, you need even less room to text. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Hey, but you know we did read your text, so uh, we did get it out there for you. Stick around. Coming up, if you haven't heard our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, you got a chance to win a $50 gift certificate today from the original Sunrise Cafe. We'll give you the question to work on coming up here next. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 807, good morning and welcome to the 8 o'clock hour. He's Chris Walton. Yes, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Remember, you can always be more of a part of the show by uh, giving us a call. You can email us. You can text us. Text, by the way, very important to know, beginning uh, today and all this week, we have a chance for you to text in and get your tickets to the Boise State Broncos game on Saturday. 
Be ready to text. Uh, you might want to be listening in the 9 o'clock hour this morning. Might want to be listening right about then. Uh, when you hear that cue to text, be ready to text the word Broncos. That's all you have to do. Text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. And uh, we'll choose from everybody who uh, gets in one grand prize winner to uh, get those tickets. Once again, 9 o'clock hour. We'll be doing that all this week. You have other times during the day that you'll be able to uh, listen in to text and win your tickets to the Boise State-Colorado State game as Boise State continues their quest in first place after the first two games of the year. <laughs> Did you ever think we would be in first place as of right now? <laughs> um, after the first two games, I would say no. Nah, yeah, um, but they are the only undefeated team in the Mountain West. Bronco Monday coming your way today. Bob Beeler will be with us on the way uh, after the bottom of the hour. We'll be talking about the uh, latest game. Also, we'll have a chance for you to win that Lock, Stock, and Barrel gift certificate uh, if you know the play of the game. Very important for you to uh, listen in. Uh, Jared writes in, uh, you guys have a lot of ignorant listeners. You don't draw a concealed firearm unless you mean to use it to neutralize a threat. Threats and most have never been trained or in a situation who have the mindset to fire a warning shot. People watch way too many movies. As for these kids, if people think that this would scare them, remember, they are dumb enough to do this in Idaho, mm-hmm. so they probably would try to call your bluff. This is what happens when a socialistic or when a socialist becomes a mayor in a red city. I don't necessarily follow you with that. I don't I don't know what is behind these teenagers being this stupid. <laughs> But I, I don't think it has to do with the mayor. I'm just saying. Or how could, many people I could, could be even, wrong. I wonder how many people in this town can even name the mayor anymore. <laughs> I wonder if any of the teenagers could name the mayor. Um, I wanted. To, I told you we we're going to get to this this story because it's just absolutely amazing to me. Um, bags of poop have been thrown uh, at the home of socialist Seattle council member Chama Sawant despite leading efforts to defund the city's police department in 2020 swan is saying police are dragging their feet and finding a culprit she has demanded the police post officers outside her home from 5 p.m to 10 p.m every day until the uh, suspect is arrested her request came as the department is dangerously understaffed thanks to her efforts to defund and dismantle the department since 2020 the Seattle Police Department has lost at least 135 officers this year and has lost nearly 500 since 2020. Cannot meet staffing minimums across any precinct and watch. KCPQ TV reported that Sawant wrote a letter to officials claiming Seattle police are failing to investigate who threw bags of human excrement into her yard six times, most recently on October 13th. She added that one of those incidents was followed by a threatening email sent to her city council office. The email apparently called her the queen of, another word for poop, saying you can't sit on your throne of human, or you can fit on, sit on your throne of human excrement. Doesn't really sound threatening, hmm. but okay. Sawant said, as a socialist city council member who has participated in Black Lives Matter's protests, I am being told that my case of six threatening incidents involving human excrement doesn't meet merit, even serious inv- investigation, let alone protection. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, apparently the police look at it the same as if you were called and said your neighbor is flinging his dog's, uh, you know, leavings over uh, the fence into your yard. They would say, well, 
you know, sue him. I have a feeling, my opinion is, that they are treating this the same way as if you were a conservative city council member and people were throwing poop on that person's <laughs> property. It's not a high priority. Yes, you don't like it. Yes, it shouldn't be done. But you really expect a couple of police officers to be stationed at your home nonstop because people are throwing feces? Come on. I mean, I understand your point, but it's probably not going to happen. If it's so important to you, why don't you hire your own personal protection? I mean, you, you voted to get rid and defund the police department in Seattle. You, you've accomplished that goal. So now if this is important to you, hire your own police department to so come she, and... So she says, oh, now you're going you're gonna to hold that against me. <laughs> Good grief. I, I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Um, you remember... Well, we don't, I, we don't have time to get to this. I, w- I want to get to this because a uh, city just uh, about three and a half hours away, Portland, Oregon, um, we'll get more to this story. Remember how the uh, Portland mayor said a few years ago, homeless people should have the right to camp anywhere on city or state property that they feel like camping, that it's a human right to be able mm-hmm. to do that? Yeah. Um, he wants to ban homeless people from camping in uh, Portland streets now. Got tired of it then, huh? Apparently got tired of it. We'll talk a little bit more about that story coming up here, too. KBOI News Time is 8.13. Time for uh, our Bronco Sports Today. Stick around right after Bronco Sports Today. Have a chance for you to pick up that $50 gift certificate to the original Sunrise Cafe, but that's coming up here next. This Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 824, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, offices throughout the Treasure Valley, Sun Valley, and Idaho Falls. Call today, 208-888-4128. Robert is going to get first crack at trying to get our $50 gift certificate, the original Sunrise Cafe. Robert Mickey Mouse has an older sister who is the mom to his nephews, Morty and Ferdy. She has never been in any of the animated cartoons. Our question today was, what is her name? Uh, her name is Felicity Fieldmouse. Felicity Fieldmouse is correct. That hey. is one of the answers uh, we would accept. The other, the other one is Amelia, because uh, in Europe, before she ever had a name, they started calling her Amelia for some reason. But then uh, when she appeared in, in the United States in uh, comic books and whatnot, they called her Felicity. So you are correct. Congratulations, Robert. You have yourself a $50 gift certificate to the original Sunrise Cafe. Hold on the line there for us. And we'll get some information from you still on the way. By the way, if you didn't win, don't worry. We've got chances for you all this week. Original Sunrise Cafe with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Still on the way. Now, first to win the uh, tickets for the upcoming Boise State CSU game coming up Saturday. Want to win those this morning? We have a chance for you to win. That's sometime within the next hour. Be ready to text when you hear that cue to text. Text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. We could be choosing you to attend that game Coming up, don't go away. Speaking of the Broncos, it is Bronco Monday. We'll talk about the latest win. Bob Beeler, the voice of the Broncos, will be in with us next afternoon at the bottom of the hour.
This is Bronco Monday. The ball is caught for a Bronco touchdown. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Bob Beeler, on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk, KBOI. 835, Bob Beeler is with us once again to talk about another win. Three in a row. Always in a much better mood when we get to talk about a win on Monday morning. And I I have to say, just as we get into this, I told um, filling in, Rick Worthington was filling in for Chris on uh, Friday when we were talking about the game, and I made a crazy prediction, and apparently it wasn't crazy enough. I said Boise State would hold Air Force under 300 yards. That wasn't crazy enough. They held him under 200 yeah. yards rushing. Wow. I thought that was, you know, again, and you look in the first quarter, they had negative yards. It just showed you how on point the defense was. And you're not going to hold them the entire game. They got one drive going at the end, towards the end of the second quarter, and got a touchdown before halftime. But, I mean, they got half of what they normally get. They normally get 360. Yeah. They were held to 175. So that's roughly half of what they normally get. I've been paying attention to Boise State sports for a little over 40 years now. That's the best I've ever seen them play the, the option. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think the more you see it, not only in the guys that are on the field, and you had the core of the defense when you look at Matlock at tackle, Shram and Noah, seniors at linebackers, and then your nickel and your your big safety, Skinner and Jones. That's the third or fourth time they've seen it where they're actually playing it. But I think as you see it as a coach and you come up with things, I think the more you see it, the better. Air Force has played eight games. The four teams that face them every year held them under 300 yards. (laughs) The four teams that don't play them every year (laughs) gave up more than 400 yards. That's a good observation. You know, I have to say, uh, the more that I see him play, the more I know I'm going to miss him next year. Scott Matlock just absolutely amazes me, um, not just on how good a player he is, how much effort he gives on Mm -hmm. every play. I mean, you you could see at the end of that game because of how much uh, time the defense was out there, he was absolutely exhausted, you know, between plays. He, he's trying to catch his breath, but on the very next play, he's in and mm. almost everything. It just, it, it gave me goosebumps to just sit there and watch how amazing this guy is. Well, and I think you know you could you could mention others. I mean, Noah deflected the last pass. I think Noah's had by far his best season. You mentioned Matlock in three games against Air Force, he has twenty one tackles. So that's an wow. average of seven tackles at the defensive tackle spot. Now, the way they run the ball, if Matlock is making the tackles at the line of scrimmage, that means they're not getting anything because he's not going to make a tackle five yards downfield. Somebody else that's behind him would make that. And I think one of the keys to the entire win for Boise State and able to hold on, and they may have started doing it because they wanted to save themselves time in case Air Force would score, was the timeouts, the three timeouts they called on Air Force's last drive that they ended up stopping him. I think paid off two ways. I think it paid off, number one, it's saving time if you mm-hmm. needed it. I think it paid off because you could strategize of what you wanted to do between plays. Right. And I'm not so sure, based on what, what you're talking about, Mike, they didn't help him equally yeah. as much in just that you had a chance Keep to rest catch breath. and catch your breath as Air Force is coming down the field to try to win the game. How do you feel about the, uh, the play of Taylor Green? I think he's getting better. I, I think that he's still a very much a work in progress in passing. A lot of his passes, there was one to Crow, and there was one, I think it was to Bowens, that 
he threw and they caught it kind of diving for it. He he needs to do a better job, and I'm sure it will come at leading receivers because that's where you get your extra yards if you leave the receiver mm-hmm. in a position where they can cut upfield. The phrase, but, throwing them open, kind of. Yes. Right? Which, which, I mean, we'll use the best quarterback to play ever at Boise State, was masterful at throwing players open where he would throw it to not where they were, where they were mm-hmm. going to be and where they should be, and they would be in that slot. And they also, it never seemed like anybody ever caught it not going in the right no, direction. No, I agree. <laughs> but he's getting better, and I thought the last play that basically sealed the game, he hadn't run the ball much. He had run it five, that was his fifth yeah. running play, You know, and he ran it a ton against San mm-hmm. Diego, didn't run it much against uh, Fresno, and then only ran it five times. But that uh, zone read where he read the play and decided to keep it you, know, you, you don't make first third down. and 13, I think it was, much on a running play. No. But he, but it was huge. They moved the sticks, and Air Force never got the ball back. And then he had that one really long play that was called back, unfortunately. <laughs> and that was on, what, play two of the game? Yeah. Play two or play three mm. of the game. And, and, and you know, it, it sets the tone. If I, if I have to pick at one thing moving forward, and it's kind of like, you know, it, what, it, what it was in poker, three of a kind beats two pair, mm-hmm. right? Well, four field goals beats a touchdown. Four Dalmas field goals adds up to 12, yeah. and Air Force got one extra touchdown. They had one more touchdown than Boise State did. But Boise State has to do better in the red Didn't zone. I mean, they could have been ahead 28 to nothing. They could have really closed out the in game the first in the first half. half and yeah. then it was only 16 to nothing at one point, 19 to 7 at halftime. But uh, they would have made it a lot easier for themselves if they could have gotten touchdowns. Air Force is not a team that is built to come back from 28 points down in a half. And you, I mean, it, things can happen. Of course, it doesn't completely end the game. But for all intents and purposes, if they score touchdowns instead of field goals, there, I agree with you. That game is pretty much over. You know, and you say Air Force doesn't come back. I don't think many teams come back from no. twenty-eight to nothing. Probably not. I mean, no. I would think the odds of that. If you're down twenty-eight nothing, unless Frank Reich is your quarterback, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> Um, what do you what do you see from this def- defense? Um, is this going to go down if they continue in the way they're at as, as one of the? I mean, you've been here how many mm-hmm. years? Fifteen. Fifteen years. Is this going to come down to maybe one of the best, if not the best, defense you've ever seen while you've been here? Well, statistically, so far it is. I mean, they're they're giving up less than two hundred and fifty yards, and they're basically giving up two touchdowns a game. I mean, their their scoring average would be better if they hadn't given up three special teams touchdowns, which has nothing to do with the defense. Uh, I th- I think it is, and I think it is is because you know, and I'm not so sure they've got somebody that's you know a Leighton Vanderesh that's like leading the charge mm. for MVP that just it's having that super season. I think it's just a great group. Yeah, and they, you know, they you, have you, some you, depth you look at, too. Yeah, you know, I think I think the linebacking position is as good a play as they're getting out of linebacking in the 15 years I've been here as a group. And and I did not expect you know as a sixth year senior Noah and a fifth year senior Shram. I, I did not expect those guys to take the jump that they've taken. Generally speaking, you see the biggest improvements come when somebody's maybe going from a freshman to a sophomore, or maybe if they haven't played a lot from mm. a sophomore to a junior. But to see two guys improve that much in their last year to me is unbelievable for them. Unbelievable. Um, I will ask you this. I'm, my guess is just because um, Coach very seldom talks about it, but by the end of the game, we were down to our third and fourth string mm-hmm. running backs. Uh, have we heard anything on uh, Jenny or Halani? Well, we we were told right before kickoff that Halani was going to be a game time decision. He was out there warming yeah. up, and whatever he had, they decided he couldn't go. And then 
I have no idea about Gentry. I mean, as far as what I, I never saw him leave the game in the yeah. first half, so he just all of a sudden didn't show up in the second half. I mean, I can guess what might have happened, but but he never I, came back on the field even in, in in street clothes in the second half, from what I understand. We couldn't spot him on the sidelines. I wouldn't say I I, I don't know that. We looked at the sidelines, but he was definitely not in uniform on the bench, whether he was there in in sweats or something, or maybe stayed in the locker room, I don't know. But, you know, they were using Noah and they were using uh, Crow because the other two guys yeah. were hurt. Now, maybe you could get away without your two best running backs this week against Colorado State, but there are some games down the road you'd love to have those guys back. Yeah, no kidding. We'll take a break here. Uh, more on the way. We'll talk with the coach when we come back. It's Bronco Monday. Talking about the latest game against the uh, Air Force. And coming up here... For the top of the hour, don't forget we still have that $50 gift certificate at Lock, Stock, and Barrel for the play of the game. If you know the play of the game is stick around, uh, you can win. Let's hear what Coach had to say after the game. Coach Avalos joined us on our post-game show, and we started off by talking about that last drive where Air Force was marching and Boise State was able to stop them and turn them over. I mean, there's a clock, a clock management standpoint, too, on top of, uh, you know, working to stop the uh, – the offense from moving forward or obviously even scoring. So uh, there were a lot of things that went into that situation right there. Uh, the timeouts actually worked to get the defense some rest and preserve that clock in case uh, we got into a situation where we, we uh, you know, we needed that time on the clock. And, guys, when you look at the, the situation in the game with it 19-14, to 14, five points, really kind of made it interesting because a field goal did not help them. So you, it wasn't like you'd give up a field goal and then maybe the game would go to overtime. Right. They had to have a touchdown, but that also helped Air Force in the sense that they knew they were going for it on fourth down if it got to the point, which it did. So both teams kind of knew what was at stake, and, and Boise State ended up coming up with the stop. And then when they got the ball back, Air Force did have some timeouts left, so they were able to call them. Boise State needed a first down, and uh, Coach Avalos talked about uh, Green getting the run on third and 13. It was a read. It was definitely a read, and it was a good time for Kevin to – to use his legs and, and get the job done, and boy, we needed that one. That was a huge, huge play right there. Obviously, that sealed uh, sealed the win with uh, earning the first down and with one timeout. The amount of time on the clock, it was over at that point. Maybe with a more experienced quarterback, you would have th- of throwing the football, but I don't think that that ever probably crossed uh, Dirk Cutter and Coach Avalos's mind that you, that you would throw the football there. Good point. And then uh, Green's passing through for 227. Looks like he's improving every week, which is to be expected. And we asked uh, Coach Avalos about that development. We, we, we improved on some things that obviously we worked on during, during the bye week. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, the one interception, and that was a, that was a big-time play by the, by the guy on Air Force. I mean, that was a, a good hit. That was a legal hit that jarred the ball out. And you know what? That's a football play right there. But, uh, you know, on that particular drive right there, he made two really good throws. Uh, they got us moving down the field. And, you know, my message to Coach uh, at that point was, hey, keep that rolling. Those were, that was a good sequence of plays there. One of them was very unfortunate, but let's keep that moving, man. That's what we were building off of in, in the bye week. For people that did not see the play he's talking about, he threw the ball to Cobbs down the middle about 20, 30 yards down the great field. Great throw, great catch. And he gets the ball somewhere around the uh, Air Force 10 and the defensive back for Air Force comes up and hits him basically in the lower part of the back, causing the ball to come out of Cobb's hands, floating straight up in the air, and Air mm. Force intercepts it. Certainly a, an interception that was not the quarterback's no. ball. It was just kind of unfortunate. And it was kind of a good play all around from everybody. I mean, because it was a 
good catch mm-hmm. if he would have held on to it. He went up to catch it. Um, it was a great hit just at the right time to pop that sucker out, mm-hmm. and it was a great interception. So, I mean, great yeah. play all around by everybody. And then, as Mike mentioned about holding Air Force below 200 yards rushing, we, of course, had to ask Coach about stopping the Air Force run. You know, it takes a, lo- a whole lot of uh, discipline and toughness and the consistency of it. I can tell you right now, those guys are in their tire. They're exhausted on that defense. They play their hearts out, and it's not. I mean, the the mental fatigue that goes into this at the end of this game, too. I mean, there is there is a lot of moving parts. It's just not the physical part. So, just extremely proud of the defensive staff, the players, and you know, just really how how consistent they were tonight. It just seems to me against Air Force, and again, you don't know all the time why somebody subs people in, but it just seemed to me that they stuck with the main players longer and didn't give them as many breathers against Air Force because I think that, you know, you're better players that know more yeah. about this this Air Force offense. I think you want out on the field. Yeah, Like I said, um, just watching, and that's where I talked about Scott Matlock, you could tell he was exhausted because mm-hmm. like they, they called that timeout with a couple of minutes left in the game, and he was barely able to walk. He was breathing so hard, and you could tell he was tired, and he was right there in the next involved in the next play. And, and it's just like, wow, so impressive to see those guys, as tired as they were, still be able to uh, do as well as they, they did that uh, last few minutes of the game. It was very impressive on the defensive side. It was, and again, they came up with the stop, which was needed. They're 4-0 now in the conference, still obviously the only team left that hasn't lost and really in good position on the mountainside. Looking ahead, Colorado State uh, this upcoming weekend. What I haven't paid attention to Colorado State. I know they got to win this weekend. Um, what do we have to be worried about with Colorado State? Ooh, uh, They're very challenged offensively. They're averaging 12 points and 267 yards a game. They have really struggled to move the ball offensively. Now they've won two of their last three games, so they're 2-1 and one in the conference, and uh, I, I think it, it's going to come down to if Boise State's defense, which should be superior, can hold them around their average, you know, two touchdowns a game, Boise State should be in good shape. So their weakness will be against Boise State's strength coming up. Mm-hmm. All right, um, we're going to take one more break here. Don't forget, we still have that $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. If you stuck around for the after game, uh, we've got play of the game coming up here. Rick Worthington picks that uh, post game uh, every game. Um, this is not one you're going to be able to guess. Uh, I think you're going to have to have listened. If you have, stick around. We have a chance for you to get that $50 gift certificate on the way. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what's coming up this week with Boise State and also the uh, state of uh, the uh, Mountain West in particular. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk, KBOI. 8.54, Bob Beeler, voice of the Broncos, with us once again, as he is uh, every Monday, uh, talking about the latest game against Air Force. Also, I want to give you a little bit of a chance to uh, talk about the State of the Mountain West. There's still a game out there. I mean, as good as it looks like Boise State, the only undefeated team and everything, there could possibility, uh, possibly be uh, a very important game that comes up in the cold of November here in the future because they keep winning too. Well, I think you might be speaking of Wyoming. Yes. They got a they got a big win, close win over Utah State. So here's what it looks like on the mountainside: Boise State is four zero, Wyoming is three and one, and then Colorado State, 
who Boise State faces this week is two and one. So if you beat Colorado State this week, you hand them their second loss, right. and then Wyoming is probably the only team left in the division that mathematically could catch Boise State. Now on the west side, it's very interesting. San Jose State, San Diego State, and Fresno State are all two and one. San Diego and Fresno will play this week, not this past week, but the week before. Fresno beat San Jose in a fairly close game, so the West is much more up right. for grabs. San Jose State has a makeup game coming up here soon because they lost their uh, freshman due to a sc- scooter accident. Yeah, well, and they, they end up postponing that game. Correct? That was a non-conference game. Was it? So, they so may just I skip don't it. know whether that one will be replayed. If it's going to be replayed, it'll be replayed the week of the Mountain West Championship if they are not in it. Got I it. would think if San Jose wins the West Division that that game will not be played this year would be my guess. That would make uh, total sense. That that was just a super sad story. Mm. Freshman young man, in case you hadn't heard, um, got hit by a bus on a scooter, mm-hmm. on an e-scooter, and uh, killed instantly last week sometimes. So they postponed their game. All right, Bob, uh, what do you have for the rest of the week? We've got the coaches show Thursday night at 7. And then our game will be a 5 o'clock game again. Like 5 o'clock games, we were home about 12.30 from Air Force. So uh, thumbs up to the 5 o'clock game with Colorado State. That means our coverage will begin at 12 o'clock right here. All right, and you can hear that on News Talk KBOI, both on 670 AM and on 93.1 FM. Have to scold some of your listeners. we got some false starts out there. People trying to get in early on your contest. I know. You should write the numbers down, and anybody that false started should not be allowed to be in. That should be the penalty. That's the penalty. We're going to give penalty on false starts for our uh, listeners this morning. All right. Um, he's talking about uh, our contest. Every week we give away a $50 gift certificate after every game for lock, stock, and barrel for the play of the game. That's why it's important to listen after the game to the post game because Rick Worthington always chooses one play, and then Monday morning, Today, right now, as a matter of fact, if you'd like to uh, call in and win, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless or toll-free 1-800-529-5264. First person to call in and get the play of the game correct, you have that $50 gift certificate. We'll do that right now. Go ahead and call us up. We'll also uh, take a break. News coming up here next. We'll get back to your phone calls and emails coming up after the top of the hour. You want to email Mike or Chris at KBOI.com. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 906, good morning and welcome to the 9 o'clock hour. Once again, uh, every Monday after a game, we have a chance to uh, get yourself a $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel if you know the play of the game. Bill, first person to get in this morning for a chance at the Lock, Stock, and Barrel $50 gift certificate. Uh, Bill, were you listening in Saturday yeah. night in the post game? And that's always yeah. always a big thing, especially this week, because it's it, a little more difficult to, like, try and guess the play of the game. So, Bill, what was the play of the game? Quarter back green, calls his own number, picks up first down, puts the game on ice. Green in the shotgun with Noah. Green keeps it himself. Green to the 20, 25, 30. He's got the first down. Green with just his fifth running play of the year gets the first down. Fourth and 11. He comes up with about 14 yards Move the sticks, Broncos. Congratulations, hey. Bill. You did it. You got it. 
$50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Hang on the line. We'll get some information from you. Uh, another chance, if you didn't win this morning, one of the people trying to uh, take a guess at the play of the game. Don't worry. we got another chance for you. Coming up Monday, we got the game Boise State, Colorado State on Saturday. Listen to the post game. Rick Worthington chooses that play of the game. And then you will hear it on Saturday night, Monday morning. You hang on to that in your little brain and then uh, be ready to call in and get your $50 gift certificate right here. Also, just a reminder, in case you missed it, you weren't paying attention across the top of the hour, we did play that cue to text. All right? You still have about 20 minutes if you want to text us. The word Broncos, that's all you have to do. Text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. And uh, you will be included in the grand prize drawing. One person will be chosen at random. One person will get those tickets to the Boise State game. Once again, against Colorado State, absolutely free. We're giving away tickets all this week, multiple times during the day. This is your first chance to win. So text the word Broncos, 208-336-3700. All right. Emails uh, to get to here since we had Bronco Monday. A lot of emails have come in. Let's get to some of those emails and text messages. Uh, this text message in, no name on this, at 208-336-3700. Boise hooligans, we could ask local karate clubs to go undercover. I had one instructor that looked like a mild manner insurance salesman, but I could tell you what, he could really hurt you in a variety of ways. Huh? I that's, guess that's um, a less lethal weapon than uh, people going around, mm-hmm. you know, armed. John F. wrote in to say, here's the poop on the Seattle police. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get it? Um, <laughs> though the Seattle City Council never cut funding, the department has gone from 1,348 sworn officers in 2020 to 1,137, as over 400 officers have either quit or retired, and the police department has struggled to hire at the same rate. The average police officer's salary in Seattle is $94,926 per year. As of September 26, 2022, the average police salary in Boise is 73557 Take that bag and throw it. Um, according to Wall Street Journal and the Seattle Times, um, the, Boise, or the Boise, Seattle Police Department budget in 2020 was cut by $7 million. I, I call that defunding. If you cut a budget by $7 million. Boise, but in Seattle, he says it was. Seattle, so, yeah, Seattle. They never voted to do it. Yeah. Uh, no, they did cut it. The city council did cut by seven. That's according to the Wall Street Journal and the Seattle Times. Earlier, somebody complained that we talk about football ad nauseum. Craig wrote in to say, I love the ad nauseum part of your show. Go Broncos. <laughs> uh, another uh, listener writes in an email, Mike at KPY.com. I wonder if the gentleman complaining about you're talking about sports ad nauseum was listening on Saturday. You have pregame show, game show. Pre-game talk, Bronco talk, the show before the game, interview with the coaches, predictions of the game, the show, the experts of the game show, and the actual game. Then you have the after-game show. Lots of sports on Saturday, and I love it. <laughs> 11 hours coverage <laughs> every game. Jeez, it's almost like we do it you know, to sell ads or something. Yeah, it's almost like we're the voice of the Broncos. Oh, wait a minute. Sam writes in, so at least uh, this is on the... Uh, Hooligans, the teenagers attacking at random in downtown Boise and apparently out by the Boise Town Square Mall. So at least one victim of these random beatings from the group of teens declined to press charges. I'm assuming they are liberal because just on Friday we were talking in the office about this recent string of violence and the office liberal said kids will be kids, let them be. 
Of really? course, yeah. let him be. Let him be. Of course, uh-uh. previously she let her kid get away with everything, and he's currently a guest of the state for heroin distribution. Serious? Okay, so take that with a grain of salt. Then, really, let him be. Kids will be kids. You you have beat up a person so badly that it shattered his jaw. There will be tens of thousands of dollars in surgery for this person mm-hmm. and this person is let kids be kids come on man <laughs> yeah that seems ill-advised that just it, it makes no sense whatsoever fed up writes in uh could the poo flinging lady protect her property we're talking about the uh socialist city council member in seattle who um has complained that people, at least on six occasions, have thrown bags of poo into her yard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the story, and she's wondering why the police department is dragging their feet in investigating this heinous crime, and why they don't. She wants at least two officers sitting in front of her property every night to make sure that nobody's flinging poo into her property. That's the story that uh, he's talking about here, or she's talking about. Um, it does not matter who she is or how hated she is. She still has a right to protect her property as long as she is in America. If it was my house, there would be some dead or hurting pooslinger, cops or no cops, just saying if there is no cops, it seems justifiable to use whatever force is necessary. Fed up? You do that, you're going to prison. And rightfully so. Throwing poo into your backyard is not threatening your life. They didn't even enter your property. So if you shoot somebody out on the streets, guess what, fed up? You're going to prison. Mm-hmm. So if that's what if that's what you are actually saying here, that she has the right to shoot these people who are throwing human you, excrement you, uh, into her yard, you, no. You have to decide whether that's you know worth it or not. I guess. You want to go to prison? I, I guess that. Yeah, you're right. That that's your opinion. If it's worth going to prison for, my guess is since the person that this is being done to is a self-proclaimed socialist. My guess is she doesn't own a gun. I don't know for a fact, but am I, that's my guess. Hmm. Just guessing. Well, it is just a guess. Because you're socialist, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're anti-gun. You can think that everything should be free, including guns. <laughs> uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, one thing I promised we were going to talk about, because this kind of ties in, you know, it, these, these are two cities, Seattle, Portland, who 10, 15 years ago, just absolutely amazing cities to be in. And not so much anymore if, if you had visited some areas. And one of the things we're going to talk about when we come back, um, you might remember a couple of years ago how the Portland mayor said that homeless people should have the right to camp wherever <laughs> they want on city or state property. They should be able to put up their tents on a sidewalk if they want, that it's a human right to be able to do that. He's changed his tune. I'll tell you about that when we come back after this. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Just a few more minutes to uh, get those Boise State tickets if you'd like a chance to win your uh, tickets. This is just the first chance, by the way. Don't worry, you have lots more chances. 
throughout the rest of the week. But if you'd like a chance to win, uh, you heard that cue to text just a little bit after 9 o'clock. So go ahead and uh, text in the word Broncos, 208-336-3700. You have a few more minutes to uh, get in and uh, do that. And uh, we'll pick a winner coming up here shortly. Don't forget, there's another chance for you to uh, text and win coming your way uh, later today. So uh, make sure you're listening in for your chance to get those tickets. We'll be giving them away all this week. Um, so BSU, Colorado State, another chance coming up during the Dan Bongino Show. I'll tell you that right now. I'd be listening in the noon hour, sometime in the noon hour with Dan Bongino. Get another chance to get your free tickets. Mayor of Portland, Oregon, plans to ban camping on city streets and move unhoused people to designated campsites as the growing homeless population has become a top concern for a vast majority of the residents. This is after, if you remember, Portland Mayor said that, you know, a few years ago, homeless people have the right to camp wherever they want, as long as it's on state or city property. However, now... Homeless are camping in front of people's homes also. Said the magnitude and depth of homeless crisis in the city is nothing short of a humanitarian catastrophe. That's according to Mayor Ted Wheeler. Said that Friday, we need to move our scattered, vulnerable homeless population. Hopefully, we can move them closer to the services they may need. The resolution would establish at least three large designated outdoor campsites with the first opening within 18 months of securing funding. Wheeler didn't specify when the funding would be confirmed, how much the measure would cost, or even where the funding would come from. The designated camping sites would initially be able to serve up to 125 people, would provide access to services such as food, hygiene, litter collection, and uh, treatment for mental health and substance abuse. The sites eventually would each serve 500 people. The resolution is one of several that Wheeler plans to introduce in the city council this week in a bid to address the city's homelessness and affordable housing crisis. Under the measure, social workers would direct people camping on the streets to the city's designated campsites. Police could arrest or cite people if they refuse to leave. That's according to Wheeler. But the citations could be waived as part of the services diversion program that would allow people cited for low-level offenses such as violating the campaign ban or the camping ban to receive mental health or substance abuse treatment instead of jail time. Some council members expressed concern that the criminal justice and mental health systems already overwhelmed, overwhelmed in Oregon may buckle under the added strain among a shortage, a shortage of hospital staff, psychiatric beds, and public defenders. This year alone, Wheeler has issued four emergency declarations to address homelessness and homeless issues. Most recently in August, he expanded a declaration that prohibits camping along high speed corridors such as highways to include mm. key walking routes to K through 12 the, schools. And some of the, you know, the freeways uh, that go through Portland, there are uh, fences, you know, that surround the freeway. Mm-hmm. And uh, right up against all the fences, they've got Tents. Tents. Lots of tents. Yeah. But th- that that happens on several streets in Portland, too, where you go along and there are just tent after tent after tent on the sidewalk. It's very visible there. I'm curious what do you, what you think of that. And I ask because, I mean, homelessness is becoming a bigger issue in Boise. We've talked about it many times uh, over the year. Now, luckily, we have not run out of beds 
in the uh, city of Boise in the various establishments that take, um, you know, people that that need a bed. It's really a big problem, more more so here in Boise than it is in Portland, especially in the winter times for homelessness. We don't in Boise. You don't worry. You still have homeless, but not near as much as in the summertime because nobody wants to be. Mm-hmm. You know, sleeping out when it's zero degrees and <laughs> raining, or or you know, it's like somebody snowing. Said if, if you're going to be homeless, be homeless in San Diego. What do you What do you think about this? Is this a good way to deal with it? Designated camp areas that you are required if you're homeless, instead of camping out on city well, streets. It's, it's it's almost like you just, must go to one of the. Homes. It's it's yeah. like an it's like having an outdoor shelter. It's a place to go where yeah. you're allowed to be. Uh, Buck writes in. And says, uh, Democrats have ruined most of America's great cities in record time. A decade ago, Portland was a quirky, safe town with great food. Now it's an open-air homeless shelter with 1,000 shootings a year. Democrats did this. Phil Knight knows it. We all do. Now, I think the reference to Phil Knight, (laughs) there was a thing on Fox News uh, talking about uh, Phil Knight, who was the co-founder of Nike, that he had declared war on Democrats in Oregon, uh, and he, apparently he's throwing a lot of money at it because he has a lot of money to throw at it. Well, the interesting thing is he, in the past, had always thrown a lot of money to the Democrats. Now he's throwing a lot of money, apparently, to Republicans who are running against mm-hmm. those Democrats. So it's a big change that Phil Knight is... Like, uh, like the guy who wrote in earlier said, politics is ebb and flow. He's definitely ebbing and flowing out of his wallet. But he's got the money to spend. It's a big story for him because when you have that much money to throw it at politicians, makes it can make a big difference in a short amount of time. Vince says when you require everybody to go to a campsite, it's called a concentration camp. See, I was wondering if we were going to have anybody get to that. I think, I, I think I he thinks more of it like as campuses. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think it's like that. I mean, because they, they can leave now granted they can't leave to go camp out you know back in downtown portland again once they have these designated sites up but it does it does i mean there are some things that i like about it it does get them off of city streets it does get them off of streets i mean because the big problem now is because they're being forced out of um City sidewalks in downtown Portland, they're now putting up camps in front of people's houses. Well, yeah. and people are having trouble selling their homes that want to sell their homes because all of a sudden there's a camp well, you know, set plus, up in front of their house. Plus in, in front of businesses that want yeah. to be open but yeah. can't be open because uh, there's no way to get in. Dane says Portland's Democrat mayor finally bans the 700 unsanctioned homeless camps uh, that have turned the once trendy city into a vortex of misery. Vortex of misery. <laughs> it's still a trendy place, and and it you know you, there are plenty of places you can go in downtown where there aren't homeless people. It's it's not like it's every single street. There no. there is a lot of it to be true. It is. It's way worse than it used to be. But it, yeah, you're right. It's it's not every single street has homeless, you know, people I mean, on we it. We vacationed there last year and we had a good time. I will say, you know, in going in the times that I've got, I mean, 15 years ago, I didn't have a problem going down into downtown portland now i probably wouldn't after you know 10 o'clock at night with a group of people although the same can possibly be said for boise now now that we have the teenage group of hooligans running around just attacking people for no reason this 
the person says, well, they just they signed it McGee. It says Ted Wheeler is the worst mayor Portland has ever had. He stands for nothing. He has ignored every homeless advocacy expert in Portland for six years. Now he's trying to bring in people from other states to help him run his concentration camps. Again, concentration camps. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon uh, wireless. Oh, fed up wrote back. He says, no, Mike, I will let a jury decide my fate after the shooting stops. Not everybody goes to prison. Please read on the air. I did. Um, my guess is you would be going to prison. you got to remember, this is Portland. You, oh, shoot, you, shoot somebody, plus, you shoot somebody who is not standing, even standing on your property for throwing a, a bag of, of poop onto your property and you shoot and kill them, you're, you're going to prison. That's not my opinion. <laughs> you're you're going to be charged, and a jury of your peers is probably going to go, yeah, um, shooting and killing someone for throwing a bag of poop and they weren't even standing on your property, you're going to prison. This one's not signed, but it, it sounds like somebody who's been to Portland. It says... Uh, who doesn't like drug-addled homeless men chasing them with a machete down Burnside in Portland? <laughs> I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. I'm, let me I, raise thinking, my hand. I'm, I don't. I'm thinking most people wouldn't like that. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless News coming up here next. We'll get back to more of your phone calls and emails coming up. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Nine thirty four, phone lines open two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you want to uh, email us, Mike at kboi dot com, and you can email Chris at kboi dot com. You won't wake him up anymore. Well, you might wake him up, but <laughs> last week we were telling you not to because you know yeah. he was recovering from uh, pneumonia. But now you can. You can also send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, or you can text us. At uh, 208-336-3700. Gary from Nampa writes in, Seattle may still be a trendy city, but I don't think it's a trend anyone wants to follow. Uh, I was talking about Portland when I said trendy city earlier, but okay. Um, They have similar problems. Mm -hmm. And I think Seattle has been a trendy city to go to, too. Somebody wrote in, this is kind of disjointed, but it says they broke up a homeless (laughs) camp in Portland and pulled out tons of trash and 150 stolen cars. It must have been a big camp if they were hiding 150 stolen cars. <laughs> I, I hadn't heard that story. It sounds like a big parking lot. I'm still curious what you think about this, and, and I bring this up because, you know, who knows? We could be dealing with this homelessness in our area. More and more homeless um, have come to Boise over the years just because we're, we're becoming a big bigger city. More and more people are moving here. Do you like this idea of now how Portland looks to deal with their homeless population, moving their tents, making it illegal to camp on city streets any longer, making it illegal to camp on state or city property where they will either be arrested or fined and they will be moved to camp Three different camps yeah. that they want to set up would, that would have 500 people each. Now, keep in mind, these aren't just empty places out in the middle of nowhere. They would have running water. They would have bathrooms. They would have electricity. You so know, when you look at it, charge their phones and when, things like When you that. look at it that way, giving them a place to go where they are actually welcome and there are facilities, that, that makes it sound like a great thing. But the number of people who have referred to it already as, you know, concentration camps or refugee camps or... 
like where the lost boys were in in Sudan. <laughs> you you look at here even here in Boise, um, where there are homeless people, and we've had this conversation earlier this year, where there are people that don't want to. They would much rather camp out in the cold, even when it's down to twenty degrees in their tent, because they don't want to be in a place that they have to follow rules. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to have to go to these homeless shelters, be forced to go to these homeless shelters because they don't like the rules that you have to follow. In this particular case, here would people, they wouldn't have to follow the rules. It would just be a different place to camp out in so that you're not taking up sidewalk space. You're not taking up space alongside of high-speed corridors or on the way to schools because that's one of the other things that they have added to uh illegal camping is is in walking areas for kids k through 12 schools you're not allowed to camp in those particular areas any longer in portland which is probably a good thing yeah so i'm just curious are, are you know i know there are a lot of people that are just like no you got you, we can't have homeless people i'd love to have an idea of how you get rid of homeless people almost every city has them of a certain size. I mean, small towns in Idaho, you know, not, maybe not so much. But you get cities the size of Boise. You get cities the size of Nampa, Caldwell. All have a, have a homeless population. Yeah. Would this be something that you would be willing to have? I mean, Boise has, has a big homeless population. You, you've seen them camping out. We've had problems in the past where there have been huge encampments underneath the uh, freeway by the skate park. Would this be an option to even try in Boise? Or would you just be against this also? I'm just curious. I'm throwing it out there. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. A couple of emails uh, to get to. Uh, last week, you guys discussed the daycare that tormented children. One caller had said that we're getting soft on our children and need to toughen up. I actually had time to actually watch the video. Yeah. Those caretakers are evil. They didn't frighten the children, then remove the mask to show everything was okay, as most loving adults would do. There was no comforting of the children afterwards. They intentionally prolonged the terror, allowed one room to hear the screams of another, saying, you're next. I now agree with the felony charge. Good grief. So there's someone who... I wasn't here last week, obviously, and I missed that story, but just that description right there makes it sound horrible. So there was a uh, daycare. Um, Man, I... Off the top of my head, I can't remember the uh, city that it was in, but there was a daycare, and they were wearing, like, the Scream masks. You remember the movie Scream? Oh, yeah, Scream, yeah. So they were wearing the Scream masks, and they mm-hmm. were going around. I remember, and the, I remember the painting Scream, too. They were they were terrorizing the little kids. Some of them were, you know, under two years of age. Mm-hmm. Kids were, you know, terrorized, and... They were charged with uh, felonies. So our conversation last week was, is this something that rises to the term of being a felony? Scaring little kids like that. And here's one person that apparently didn't believe that it was a felony at first until they saw the actual video and now are saying, yes, that was, oh. a, that was a felony. Debbie writes in and says, I don't know how any business can survive in Portland. Wheeler and the city council have to get thrown out to get Portland back to the city I used to like going to. I hate to pile on, <laughs> but, I mean, 
Here's another story. This is a Democratic candidate for governor, Oregon governor, uh, wants to create safe havens for meth users in Portland. Tina Kotek, running for governor, called for the construction of meth stabilization centers in Oregon's largest city during a gubernatorial debate last Tuesday night. Said these centers would let people stay indoors while getting high and coming down from their high on methamphetamines and other dangerous drugs. Kotek's comment could further any, hurt her chances against Republican any, Christian Drazen. Anytime you propose any sort of place where people, instead of having to go cold turkey, are allowed to be weaned off drugs, 80% of the people are just against it. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, you're, you're, what, you're handing out methadone or whatever it is to somebody, you know? Saying, come on in. Uh, this one's not signed. It says, I had that same homeless idea years ago. I am glad someone is listening or just you know, as we mentioned, coming up with the same idea. Jeff says a good way to get Republicans on board with global warming would be to say that if the climate gets warmer, then there will be more homeless people in traditionally cooler locations. He he might not be wrong. I mean, we talked about that just a few minutes ago, that the reason we don't have a big homeless population in Boise, they're still homeless, but we don't have a homeless uh, population in Boise in the wintertime camping out in Tances because... It's not easy to camp in a tent when it's 10 degrees or zero degrees outside. So they tend to go to warmer areas like Portland, Seattle, San Diego. Lyle and Eagle, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Good morning. Your homeless problem is not going to be solved by putting them, giving them a place to, to camp. These people have been making bad decisions for their entire life. Somehow you've got to be able to re-educate them. And that is something that uh, somebody wiser than I am going to have to do that. Otherwise, you know, there's no other way to take care of them than, than, than I agree that it's a concentration camp if you put them into these camps because they'll never come out of them. Now, That's all I so you, you think the concentration camps should be re-education centers? <laughs> See, now I mean, just to sound like we, we, I was going to say when you sound when you say it like that, it kind of sounds <laughs> bad. But I understand what you're talking about. I also, I mean, I, I don't like the comparison to concentration camps because when you got sent to a concentration camp, you weren't allowed to leave. These people are still allowed to leave. True. Yeah. You know, yes. they're not locked up there. They're they're not thrown for, for thrown now. in prison, and they're. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing so different. Move- the only thing different is where they're allowed to camp. So instead of camping on a street in downtown Portland, they go to a nice little camp area. So they move out of there and back out on the street. So you're going to have to force them to stay there. Then there's just no way of doing it if they're going to keep making bad mm. decisions. How would how would you uh, and maybe you don't have an answer to this? How would you force somebody to be re reeducated? Well, a wise man once said, "If a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat," and I think that would be a very good uh, incentive for them. But it's it's tough love, is what it is. But somehow you've got to get through to them that they have to be responsible for themselves. So take away all social. I didn't say that. Help. Well, you say if they don't, if if they don't 
they won't uh if they don't uh how, how did you put it they won't eat if they don't work i think that was the jamestown colony that originally came up with that back in the 1600s right now well, right now they most of those people that, but that's all right mm. but most of those people don't have jobs already they don't work but they still are able to eat because of you can social programs. Jobs just as, you can furnish them jobs just as easily as you can furnish them a campsite. Is no, I, I understand that, but how do you force them to go to work? Then you, they provide for themselves. If they don't work and they can't buy food, they don't eat. Okay, that's why I ask. Oh. So, in other words, you're for taking away all social programs because that's how they no, eat right well, now. You're right, no, though. I, I didn't say that either. So I, I didn't I, say that either. I, I found a much earlier mention of that. It's in Thessalonians. <laughs> it says, if, one any, other place, yes, yes. "If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat." So I, I guess I'm not following along. You, you force them to work, or they don't eat, but you don't You're take not away their. You're forcing them to work. You're giving them incentive to work. Right. So. You're forcing you them see, to that, work. That's the whole problem with that's the whole problem with our concept. If people will do it, then we'll give them what they need. That way, then they won't have to worry about living. Right, but I, I your your answer is um, you, you have answers that are going against each other here. Uh, you're saying you reward them for working by giving them food to eat, and I said so. You take away all their social programs, also, and you said no. To, if you if they if they've got a drug problem, they need to be treated. But they've also so, got to be able to start working somehow and and got it. So don't themselves. don't take away all social programs. Just take away the social programs that allows them to eat, like SNAP, that that type of stuff. You mu- you must be a Democrat because you're all social programs. I haven't seen a pro social program yet that works. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say. I, I don't know. Upon I, that social program. I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I asked you a question. I didn't say that there should be social programs. I'm saying there are, and I ask: Should you take away the social programs because you're saying if they don't work, they don't eat? They already don't work, and they're still eating because of the social programs. That's what I'm asking, and you keep saying well, no. I think don't what, take away the social program. What he was saying too is is nobody's being forced to work because you're given the, the choice, hey, if you can get along without eating, feel free yeah. not to work. Yeah. That, so, I mean, you're, you're in conflict of the two ideas that you have. That's what I was trying to get to the bottom to. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.52, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. And it's a message from CD who says, If our economy works, the poor are exploited and the planet decimated. If our economy doesn't work, people can't afford to eat, stay warm, and survive. Maybe the problem is the economy. That's like saying, it's the economy, stupid. Um, this one's not signed, but it what says... Did you, before you get to that email, I wanted you to read that that one thing that you had had because that was a great point as we were in break there about working and eating uh about the people who can't get jobs or don't want jobs oh well yeah that that was that i wasn't reading something i was just saying that in the people that i've talked to that are homeless advocates and 
and you know, like Reverend Bill Roscoe and different people like that, they will tell you that the three biggest reasons for homelessness have nothing to do with just being out of money. The three biggest reasons for homelessness are drug addiction, alcoholism, or severe mental illness. And the problem with those three groups is traditionally those are people that you can't count on to make good decisions, and so far there's no way that they could either hold down or even be hired for a yeah. job. Well, now, that's, yeah. it's, it's a very general it's a very general idea, but that's kind of the main problem. And it's a great point, because uh, if a, any one of those things would, as a, a person hiring somebody, would you, is that going to be your first choice, it, any one of those basically people you're just not, mentioned? you're not in distress because you're homeless. You're homeless because you're in distress. Right. Bob Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good. I was just listening to your, the gentleman that was on ahead of me there. You know, there are two distinct groups in these people. There are those that cannot provide for themselves, and that's a very small percentage. And then there's the large percentage of people that have found a way to get taken care of and not provide for themselves. And, of course, if someone is, well, has a mental illness or whatever's going on that makes it incapable for them to provide for themselves, that's certainly another issue. But someone that makes the choice, and I feel that, you know, drug addiction, alcoholism, those are choices they make. And... Uh, why should the rest of us care more about that person than they care about themselves? I would say give them a year to straighten themselves out, you know, feed them, house them, do what you need to do, give them some education, what have you. But at the end of that time, if they still choose to stick to their long, sad, well-practiced story, I'd say we're done. You're on your own. Yeah. All right. Thank you, there, Bob. Appreciate it. There are religions that you know that believe that if, if people can't help themselves, that you have an obligation to help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey writes in, uh, will they still allow drug use in the Portland homeless camps? Uh, if not, the druggies will not stay there, which is probably uh, up to half of them or more. It, it sort of sounds like there, there won't be a huge police presence in those yeah. camps anyway. Like, you know, they, they won't be monitored, you know, coming in and out. Thank you for the phone calls and emails. Don't forget, we have more chances for you to get Boise State tickets. We'll do that coming up tomorrow morning, but you still have another chance coming up today. Um, listen in the noon hour with Dan Bongino, a chance to text in and uh, win. Just text the word Broncos to our text number to win.